well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state? The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am so glad that you joined us on the program today. So we've got some uh, new news to talk about from the Supreme Court where a case out of California is uh, now pending uh, for the court's consideration. The, uh, yeah, the Supreme Court has not accepted this case yet, but they are uh, being asked to accept the case Duncan versus Bonta. This was originally known as uh, Duncan versus Becerra, uh, but uh, Javier Becerra is uh, no longer the Attorney General of California. Now he's the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services for some reason in the Biden administration. And uh, Rob Bonta is the new Attorney General. So it's going to be up to Mr. Bonta to defend California's ban on uh, ammunition magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition, not just banning them. You can't buy them in California. You're not allowed to possess them. Even the ones that you legally purchased have lawfully maintained in your possession for decades, or perhaps even just a couple of years, if you purchased one during a Freedom Week when the uh, law was struck down for a few days, or stayed for a few days. Um, There are estimated to be uh, over a million of these quote-unquote high-capacity magazines in the hands of California gun owners. But the state of California says you can't have them. You got to get rid of them. You uh, have to destroy them. You have to modify them so they're not, quote-unquote, high capacity. you got to turn them into law enforcement. But you cannot maintain possession in California of a magazine that uh, can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition. So that's the law that is being challenged here. And this law, (sighs) frankly, a number of courts have already ruled that it's unconstitutional. First, you had uh, U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez, uh, who declared that uh, this ban was categorically unconstitutional. He actually stayed uh, the uh, uh, decision or stayed the uh, California law for a week, allowing Californians to lawfully purchase uh, 10-plus round magazines for the first time in decades uh, before he uh, ended up uh, uh, staying that decision and um, uh, putting the uh, sale ban back in place uh, while keeping the uh, possession ban stayed. Then the case went up to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, where a three-judge panel concurred with Judge Benitez and said, yeah, it actually does violate the Constitution. Uh, But then an en banc panel of the Ninth Circuit took another look, and they said, oh, no, 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 no. Everybody else got it wrong. No, this law's fine. Perfectly, perfectly compatible with the right to keep and bear arms. And uh, it's that decision that is being challenged here. Uh, So the California Rifle and Pistol Association, along with the National Rifle Association, filing this complaint. Uh, Paul Clement is the uh, chief counsel here, joined by uh, Chuck Michelle of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And the cert petition to the court lays out three questions that they say they want justices to consider. Here they are. First, they say, whether a blanket retrospective and confiscatory law prohibiting ordinary law-abiding citizens from possessing magazines in common use violates the Second Amendment. The second and third question, whether a law dispossessing citizens without compensation of property that was lawfully acquired and long possessed without incident violates the takings clause of the Constitution. And finally, whether the two-step approach that the Ninth Circuit and other lower courts apply to Second Amendment challenges is consistent with the Constitution, and with this court's precedent. So first you're dealing with the law in and of itself. Can you simply ban 
these uh, uh, magazines that are in common use uh, and make them unlawful to possess. Can you then tell people you cannot possess these things because we've now banned them? We're not going to compensate you for you having to uh, destroy or get rid of or modify your magazines, but uh, can they do that? And then finally, uh, Clement and the California Rifle and Pistol Association, along with the NRA, uh, asking the court to weigh in again on this two-step determination. The you know what, what level of scrutiny needs to be used here? Are we looking at uh, strict scrutiny? We're we looking at uh, uh, intermediate scrutiny. Um, I, I anticipate that the court is actually going to get to that question in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. That is the case dealing with New York's right to carry. Oral arguments were held back in November. We are awaiting the court's decision in that case, likely to come down late May to sometime in June. Um, but it's probably going to be one of the last decisions that the court releases uh, in this spring term. And I do think that they're going to get into the proper standard of review that should be used. Uh, but it, it's particularly of note here in Duncan versus Bonta because of the egregiousness of the Ninth Circuit in upholding virtually every gun control law that has come before it since the Heller decision. So the brief then lays out uh, various reasons for why the court should grant cert here. They say that uh, the court should resolve the protracted disagreement over whether states may ban arms that are protected by the Second Amendment, right? In addition, they say this court should decide whether law-abiding citizens may be compelled to dispossess themselves of lawfully acquired property without just compensation. And finally, they say that the court should reject the convoluted, heightened-in-name-only form of scrutiny embraced by numerous courts of appeals. Yeah, this is not a problem that is indicative uh, or, or limited to, rather, uh, just the Ninth Circuit. This is uh, an abuse of the Heller decision, and I think the McDonald decision, that we've seen a lot of appellate courts engage in uh, over the past, well, now going on close to 15 years, uh, as they try to minimize the importance of those decisions and, in turn, minimize uh, the strength of our right to keep and bear arms. So the the first argument, I think, is the simplest one. Uh, the argument that uh, the plaintiffs make about uh, whether or not uh, the, the court should resolve the protracted disagreement over whether states may ban arms protected by the Second Amendment. Now, clearly, the way that they phrase that question, we, we know what the answer should be, right? Well, no, you can't ban arms that are protected by the Second Amendment. And as the plaintiffs note, magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition are clearly in common use by law-abiding citizens for a variety of lawful purposes. And as Paul Clement writes, that should be the end of the inquiry. Heller made clear that bans on protected arms cannot be sustained under the Second Amendment. He said that holding followed a long line of cases, making clear that the government may not flatly ban constitutionally protected items or activities, even when there's the prospect of abuse. And this is important to note, because one of the arguments of the Ninth Circuit is, well, look, I mean, yes, Armed citizens could benefit from uh, having more than, you know, 10 rounds of ammunition if they need to act in self-defense. But criminals can also benefit by having more ammunition as well. And so, therefore, when all things considered, it's okay to ban these, these items that are in common use for a variety of lawful purposes because criminals might misuse them. As Clement writes, uh, in Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition from 2002... 
the court ruled that the government cannot ban virtual child pornography on the ground that it might lead to child abuse because, quote, the prospect of crime does not justify laws suppressing protected speech. Similarly, one would argue that uh, the prospect of crime does not justify laws suppressing the right to keep and bear arms, right? Now, what about the uh, the, the second reason uh, why uh, Second Amendment fans say that the court should grant cert here in Duncan versus Bonta? Whether or not uh, law-abiding citizens can be compelled to dispose or dispossess themselves of lawfully acquired property without uh, just compensation. Uh, the uh, brief to the Supreme Court notes that the en banc court dismissed the takings claim only by embracing positions that they say are at profound odds with Supreme Court precedent. The panel held that California's ban affects no physical taking because the law allows property owners to, quote, modify or sell their property rather than surrender it. But as uh, the plaintiffs write, the panel missed the forest for the trees. None of these so-called options provides a viable way for ordinary law-abiding citizens to keep their constitutionally protected property. There can be no question that three of the means of compliance, surrendering the magazine to law enforcement, transferring or selling it to somebody else, removing it from the state, require physical dispossession. The owner must literally hand the property owner uh, hand the property over rather to a third party or quote keep it somewhere where it cannot actually be possessed. Yes. And if they choose to, uh, and again, that's if they don't modify it, right? The other option would be that, oh, sure, you can keep this item, but you can't keep the item in the state in which you purchased it. You have to change it in order to now comply with this uh, California law that uh, has been put on the books. Um, It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But yet, that is the decision of the uh, Ninth Circuit. Uh, the third argument, the final argument, they say the court should reject the convoluted, heightened, and name-only form of scrutiny embraced by numerous courts of appeals. Yeah, this, again, gets back to this two-tiered process uh, that, uh, that, that the Ninth Circuit and other courts have used. And Clement uh, really hits hard at this. Saying that this is even the Ninth Circuit recognizes that this game that they're playing is a, a, a quote well trodden ground, right? So the Ninth Circuit and other lower courts they will acknowledge and say yes, this gun control law, whatever it is, yes, this gun control law implicates the Second Amendment. Uh, yes, uh, Second Amendment uh, considerations are a concern, uh, but. Basically, as long as a government, whether it's the federal government or a state government, uh, claims that, hey, we're doing this in the name of public safety, well, then the Ninth Circuit and other courts can say, "Mm, well, see, I mean, they're saying, listen, there's a public safety benefit here. And so uh, even though your Second Amendment rights are implicated, uh, there is a reasonable fit, right? Uh, Or or, or there is a compelling interest on the part of the state uh to uh, protect public safety and 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 this is a perfectly constitutional way of doing so even if it infringes just a little bit on your right to keep and bear arms uh but as paul clement writes under the normal rules of the supreme court and certainly he says the uh, rules that the court reiterated in americans for prosperity california's law plainly could not survive the state painted with the broadest strokes possible, simply obliterating the right to keep magazines, typically and commonly possessed for self-defense, even if they had been lawfully possessed 
were lawfully purchased and safely possessed without incident for decades. Such a law, he says, could be upheld only under a test that requires no tailoring at all, which is exactly what the Ninth Circuit employs. Rather than narrowly tailoring a law to benefit uh, the public safety uh, agenda without infringing on the rights of residents, the Ninth, uh, California doesn't care about infringing on anybody's rights, and neither does the Ninth Circuit. As Paul Clement writes, the Ninth Circuit has announced that its uh, Second Amendment two-step is here to stay. Indeed, the en banc panel essentially dared the court to review this case by boldly declaring that it will not abandon its rights-denying two-step unless and until the Supreme Court tells us. As Clement says, the time has come to take the Ninth Circuit up on its invitation. Court after court has used the two-step approach to deny the Second Amendment's protection while purporting to profess fleeting fealty to this right and this court's precedence by assuming that the right is implicated. That approach radically unprotects Second Amendment rights. And the corrosive effects of that approach extend far beyond the Second Amendment. When the people are told by this court that they have a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, and yet witness the lower courts deny that right in practice 50 times out of 50 in the Ninth Circuit, while giving lip service to the right in this court's precedence, that cannot help but breed cynicism. This court has already promised the people that the fundamental right to keep and bear arms should not be singled out for special and especially unfavorable treatment. So the state of California now has until April the 1st to respond. When they do, we'll also see, a, uh, I believe, another round of briefing on the part of the plaintiffs. Um, I would not expect the court to take up this case until after the decision has been released in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. So that's a couple of months. But uh, if the reply brief is due by April, then you could be looking at uh, this case starting to be heard in conference, uh, maybe late April. Uh, and uh, we could see the court act uh, in some form or fashion uh, at the end of this term. It could be that the court kicks this case and some other cases back to the fall. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I am cautiously optimistic that the court actually is going to grant cert here. It is going to deal with this magazine ban. Of course, I'm cautiously optimistic they're going to do the same with uh, the so-called assault weapons ban out of Maryland. Uh, I would like to see the court take every one of these important cases because these are crucial uh, to securing our right to keep and bear arms in the future. The odds against the court taking uh, all of these cases, I have to tell you, are pretty slim. Uh, but I am keeping my fingers crossed that uh, there are enough justices on the uh, court to recognize uh, the need to address these issues and to settle these questions on the side of the Second Amendment once and for all. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there with a story out of Louisville, Kentucky, where a man wanted in a deadly shooting on probation after multiple violations, according to uh, court records. They show that in January of 2021, a district court judge ordered Christopher Gordon not to contact Angelica James, who is the mother of his child, as well as to participate in a batterer's intervention program after he was found guilty of assaulting her in late 2020. In exchange, he would not have to serve any time beyond bars. He got two years of probation. Now, the office of the Commonwealth's attorney says this uh, past January... Gordon violated the terms of his probation, absconding from his probation, uh, something that a retired judge says uh, uh, probably means that he missed a meeting or something like that. Uh, records show that in response, uh, Assistant Commonwealth Attorney Michael Rudisil filed a motion to revoke his probation. That hearing was set for uh, next week, but now Gordon 
is on the run. Uh, he is accused of kidnapping uh, the son that he uh, shared with James, allegedly shooting another 10-year-old boy that was in the car uh, with James. And uh, James herself, uh, he is accused of murdering her. And again, it sure seems like uh, this was a case where perhaps, at the very least, uh, Gordon should have received punishment beyond two years of probation for this uh, domestic violence uh, conviction or guilty plea. Uh, but also, again, the slowly grinding wheels of justice here that uh, allowed Gordon to, uh, again, violate his probation with absolutely no consequence for uh, uh, weeks or months on end. Uh, today's Armed citizen story from Houston, Texas. Uh, we don't have a ton of information about this case because it, uh, it did just happen uh, Thursday morning. Uh, but uh, police say that uh, it was just after 1 o'clock, not far from uh, Energy Park in uh, Houston, Texas, in the southwest side of the city. Homeowner asleep on the second floor of the home woke up when he heard the uh, sound of breaking glass in his back door. Uh, he, uh, The intruder went upstairs, opened the door to the bedroom where the uh, homeowner, who was armed, shot the intruder in the neck. Officials say that the uh, intruder then ran away, started knocking on neighbor's door, saying he'd been shot. Uh, the intruder passed away at the scene. Family that lives next door to where the shooting happened uh, told uh, ABC 13 that the same intruder was bothering them around midnight last night when he was in their backyard breaking belongings, turning on the uh, the garden hose. He says, uh, They also say that the uh, alleged intruder keyed their car uh, before going next door and then again breaking uh, into that home. Uh, police say it is unclear if the intruder was armed, but they say they do not ex expect that the uh, homeowner will be facing any charges. We'll bring any more details uh, to this case as they become available. And finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, we'll unable to do the right thing. A Las Vegas police officer coming to the aid of a, a woman who is living in her car uh, when she uh, saw what was going on and uh, decided she just could not be silent and uh, not do anything to help. Jennifer Parker is the uh, name of this uh, Metropolitan Police officer. She was responding to a routine call when she met a woman named Rachel Dunlap and uh, learned that uh, Dunlap was living in her vehicle. Dunlap said that we were outside talking. She asked me where I was staying, and I told her I was staying in my car. Dunlap had uh, lost her job. She had nowhere to go. She was you know, looking uh, for a, a way out, but she hadn't found one yet. Uh, and Officer Parker said uh, when she said that, uh, you know, what could be going on in her life that, that this car is the, her perfect place for her uh, or, or or an abandoned home, uh, you know, with uh, uh, just trash strewn everywhere, scene of a crime. Uh, so Jennifer Parker said she couldn't stop thinking about Dunlap. The next day, she said she showed up at uh, Dunlap's job and said uh, didn't want to overstep. She said, but I want to fix up a place for you. And Officer Parker started reaching out to her friends and family, asking for help. A few hours later, donations were pouring in. Uh, Dunlap said, everything I would ever possibly need to move into a place she brought me. Couches, pots, pans, towels, everything. And she said she could not stop thinking, why me? Why are you helping me? And Officer Parker had an answer. She said, I feel like at any point in time, 
when we have a bad day or a bad week at work, we can end up in the same situation. So empathy, I think, is the answer. Dunlap says, uh, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I don't know how long. I'm totally grateful for it. And uh, I, I think with, with good reason. I mean, that's an amazing thing. Uh, so Officer Jennifer Parker with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing for a woman in need. We thank you for your very good deed. And that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program as always. Don't forget to check out the website, bearingarms.com throughout the day and the weekend. We'll get you covered on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information. And there might be some breaking news about constitutional carry. It's uh, on the way to Governor Mike DeWine's desk in Ohio, but uh, also on the move in Alabama, Georgia, and Indiana as well. So uh, make sure that you visit the website. We'll get you caught up on everything you need to know about your right to keep and bear arms. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you'll get a significant savings on your VIP membership. And uh, as our way of saying thank you for your support, we will uh, provide you with exclusive news stories, commentary, analysis, stuff you just won't find anywhere else. We really do appreciate uh, your support. Thank you so much for being a part of the program today. We'll talk again soon. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.